Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I know personally how hard it is to not just voice it, but when you voice it, to be told no. And so I went to Human Resources. Hold up. You're saying Buckingham Palace has HR? How long has that been around? Because you would think someone in Human Resources might have stepped in to tell Henry VIII that chopping off your wife's head could be interpreted as a hostile work environment. <laughs> was Colbert eating? Oh, he was eating popcorn because he was enjoying watching oh. the different clips. Of, yeah, yeah. He was, he was memeing it. it up a little bit. So the uh, Oprah... It sounded unprofessional to me. The Oprah special got 17 million viewers, which in the modern what? world is a huge number. And that's people that watched, you know, the regular way that they can measure it. By the way, Nielsen, the ratings company that tells you how many people watched a show, announced yesterday they're going to come up with a new way to do it so they'll monitor all platforms. So if you watched it on your phone or on the regular TV or wherever, they'll be able to count it. That's got to happen. To give you real numbers. I don't know how much that helps advertisers, but anyway, it's a So, uh, for comparison, the Golden Globes recently, about a week ago, had less than 7 million. So, way bigger deal than the Golden Globes. Yeah. Well, we can relate to that. In the radio business, 10 years ago, 100% of our listeners were listening on the radio. Now, I don't even know what that number is. Don't have the slightest idea, and neither does anybody else. Millions of podcast downloads. Thank goodness those are fairly easy to count up. But the streaming numbers, then the on-air numbers, and the rest of it, it's become a little challenging. Yeah. Um, so there was some talk about how much Megan and Harry got paid or didn't get paid or whatever. Okay, here's the, here's the, the way this works. I didn't watch the dang thing because I'm not into royals. Apparently, Oprah mentioned the various ventures that Megan and Harry are involved in multiple times throughout the interview, like their uh-huh. streaming service or website or where you go for their documentaries they're making or wherever. And advertising experts estimated that was worth many millions of dollars. Oprah uh-huh. more or less endorsing something in front of who knows how many people actually saw this thing. If you include streaming and phones, might be 25, 30 million people watched it. So that's how they got paid. She mentioned all of their websites and brands and everything like that as the most believed woman in America in front of 30 million people. So that was Michael, I find myself really desiring the British sounder. Do we have that handy? We oh. So what a curious uh, twist, though. Their entire fame is because they are royals. Mm-hmm. And yet they've left the royal family and are trying to kind of ease their brand over into something else. But uh, again, with all due respect for a, a combat veteran of the British Armed Forces there, uh, Prince Harry, uh, and a lovely, if mediocre, actors. Uh, what what what's their brand? Who cares? So the big bombshell, in theory, out of that was her saying that uh, somebody in the royal family asked what color her baby was going to be, and then they're extrapolating that to the queen is racist. Seems like a half heck of a leap. Um, but anyway, racism is hot, Jack. We need a hook. Let's make it racism. Eddie Glued? How do you pronounce his name? I see him on MSNBC all the time. He's uh, uh, he's a black guy, pundit, super race-baity sort of guy. Mm. Um, anyway, so he said, and I quote, It revealed, the interview, it revealed at least to me that America's original sin is not ours alone. In fact, it is our inheritance from Great Britain. That original sin is that we believe that white people ought to be valued more than others. That's what you took from the... 
Well, except Royals we don't believe interview. that. He doesn't. I don't. They don't. We don't. Uh, nobody Nobody thinks that. Speaking of race, remember Papa John's CEO, the guy who had the cool sports car from back in the day, and then he founded a pizza company and became Papa John's? Then he lost his job for saying N, dropping an N-bomb on a conference call? Remember that? Uh, I got a vague memory of him say, uh, being somehow uh, out of bounds. He said yesterday that he spent the last 20 months trying to get the N-word out of his vocabulary. (laughs) Wasn't that hard? What does that even mean? Do you have to hire, like, a trainer? (laughs) John Schnatter, the Papa John's founder, who in 2018 stepped down for using the N-word during a conference call, which shows a real lack of self-control or knowledge. Lack of judgment, weird, Weird sense of humor or something. He told One American News Network that he is not a racist. Um, and that he said, I've had three goals the last 20 months to get rid of the N word in my vocabulary and dictionary and everything else because it's just not true. Figure out how they did this and get on with my life. Figure out how, who did what? The board. Taking arresting the Popper Johns empire away from him? Yeah, the board forced him out. Well, oh, you, if you drop man. an N bomb on a conference call, you're going to lose your job. I can forward him articles about this. <laughs> it's it's just, not a secret how they did this. <laughs> yeah, that's a guaranteed, yeah. man. That's just sorry. Well, I'm taking 20 months to get it out of your uh, your vocabulary. What does that look like? Hey, John, are you hungry? Oh, yeah, I'm hungry as an N. What? Oh, damn it. No. I did it again. No, I'll reset the counter. Day zero. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And he's got one of those things like, you know, 20 days without an accident. He's got one of those in his kitchen. You want to go play golf? Yes, absolutely I do my blanks. Oh, John, you did it again. Man, this pizza is N-word delicious. No, no, that, that doesn't even make <laughs> sense, man. <laughs> Contextually, that's even wrong. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ah, damn it. Got to start the clock oh, again. Jeez. How does he have so much trouble getting the N-word out of his vocabulary? That's weird. What a weird the thing whole... to say. He seems like a nut job. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what the context was. Was it uh, because there are various shades of objectionable. New York now, Times. Now, the left would, New York would Times, have you believe the that The New York any Times use, standard is the, the New York intent Times doesn't is full matter. of crap. Don't you, New York the Times, The new me. rule is intent doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Any human being on Earth could tell you intent matters. Anyway, uh, presuming it was fairly benign, which was my memory, but I, I don't remember specifically, the whole contrition dance these days, it's so excruciating to watch. It's its phony. You're kowtowing to a bunch of intellectual terrorists. And uh, just. And then finally, I'll hit you with this. Uh, we got quite a few people out there that have gotten the shot so far, at least one. Oh, what did I see the numbers were? 20 million people that have gotten at least one shot. Uh, but who's been getting it? Not me. Like so many before me, I've discovered eligible for a shot and getting one. There's a there's quite a gulf between those two things. Well, if you're over 75, almost 70% of people over 75 have gotten at least one shot now. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That that's, mm-hmm. you know, that should have been the goal right off the bat. And uh, close to 40% of the older crowd has gotten both shots now. It drops down when you get to the uh, slightly younger, 65 to 74. Half of people have gotten at least one shot. Then it drops way down for younger. Of 30 to 39-year-olds, 12% have gotten both shots. That's got to be like nurses, cops, firefighters, all that sort of stuff, right? I would guess, right? Yeah. But so Unionized teachers in L.A.? The fact that almost 70% of the over 75 crowd has gotten both shots seems like a win. 
Well, and keep in mind, you get substantial immunity after one. There was some thinking that one might be enough, yep. honestly. Yep. Uh, th- that was been the British model. Just get everybody one and then go from there. Now, they just went through the new CDC guidelines up on Good Morning America as I was watching it. I don't like the way they're being portrayed. They're guidelines from the government. Same as how much red meat you're supposed to eat or how much exercise you're supposed to get. You can ignore it, but they keep presenting it as you're now allowed to visit grandma if she's had. But no, I can do whatever the free guy want. Right. And have been, by the way. And have been and will continue to. These are suggestions only. Quit phrasing it like it's an order from, you know, my dad. <laughs> right. Or the government or something. It's weird. Right. I heard so many news outlets say that. You're no now allowed to do this. Six people are now allowed to. No, you can get together eight of your friends with or without masks today if you want to. You can do whatever you want. You know, I, I, I feel like our relationship with the government got all out of whack during this whole thing. Oh, agreed completely. Yeah. Grant them some emergency powers and see how that goes, folks. The founding fathers understood this. It's interesting. There was a big study, got a lot of attention maybe a decade ago, that suggested that conservative people are just, they're a bunch of mindless dopes who want to submit to authority. That's why they're conservative. They like authorities. How crazy is it? How left America is just on their knees, grateful for the dictates of the government right now. Listening to old Dr. Fauci and the CDC and their words are gospel like they've come down from the top of Mount Sinai. It's amazing. And meanwhile, conservative America is saying, I know how to protect me and mine. I've read the stories. I've read the science. I know what's acceptable risk and what's not acceptable risk. Open the schools. Open the business. Let's get down to work. I wonder when I'll not have a mask in my car. I wonder how long that'll be. For me, it was yesterday, because I keep leaving them in jacket pockets. God, I've got a but hundred, I don't think that's your point. I've got a hundred in my truck all the time. For my kids, they leave mm. them there all the time. But I wonder how long it'll be before I don't have a mask. I told my son the other day, we stopped and we started to go into the convenience store. That's right, put on our mask. I'll be glad when this is over. I wonder how soon it'll be before I get out of my truck. Don't put on a mask and walk into a convenience store. I feel like that's a ways off. Three weeks. Now, What's your next question? I think that's. I think it's quite a ways off. What do you think? Oh, but Don't you feel like it'll be months before you walk into a convenience store full of randoms without a, without a mask? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I almost never go in convenience stores, so I'm trying to maybe that's a that bad now. example. What, what am I buying there? Why don't I just well, get I'm, groceries? I'm there just... with my son to get a oh. uh, Coke slushy. Yeah, oh, well, that's reason enough. Um, uh, uh, was probably the end of the summer? I don't know. Or with well, my other son minute. to get the white kind of Gatorade, which is his favorite kind. White? Whatever flavor that is. Like clear or, or no, like milky white? Something frost. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad flavor. Yeah. Huh. Uh, if you are completely two, uh, two shots in, you're vaccinated, you're, you're good to go. Uh, so I guess the only reason you'd be masked up is the convenience store demands it in this scenario, or I don't assume that I'm going to be getting the shot oh. anytime soon. Maybe I'm wrong. You ought to before think, too long. I think closer than you think. I hope so. Yeah. If anybody's got it and wants to come by and jab me, we've done that before. Remember, I got a flu shot that way. Somebody was listening and said they had some, and they just came by and jabbed me, and yeah. we yeah. failed to like verify whether or not well, they, they were showed actually... a laminated card. 
Nobody would go to the, the trouble of laminating a card if they were we, not. We tracked him down two weeks later, gallivanting shoeless through the tulip fields of Amsterdam. But. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I feel the need, as I do every time this uh, conversation comes up, to ask Jack, don't we all wear masks every day? Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. Your mask is the tough radio professional, but who are you really? Well, there's a poll out that says most Americans are still socially, socially distancing even as the vaccines are rolling out. Well, yeah, there's not enough people that have gotten them for me to, to change my behavior. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, and I'm just, my greatest fear is I will die ironically. I will be uh, the last person who dies uh, on the day that they perfect immortality and or I'm like the last guy to die of COVID. Wow. It's my greatest fear, an ironic death. Um, Burger King apologizes for its tweet about uh, National Women's Day. Uh, Rush Limbaugh's death certificate had a, a jab on it, a joke on it. Really? And the DHS is completely overwhelmed at the border. A lot of stuff to get to. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And we're loath to call it a crisis. Um, they're calling it a challenge. Maybe we can agree on a better term, a hell of a mess. Uh, it took him a while. And he went through many fits and starts and problems. Uh, but Donald Trump and his administration eventually got that border situation down there under pretty good control to a combination of the wall to uh, the uh, uh, agreements with, uh, with the neighboring countries to hold back some of these immigrants and have them apply for asylum from, from their countries and so on. Uh, and Biden came in, basically blew it all up. And now we got a mess on our hands, an entirely predictable consequence of a kind of willy-nilly set of executive actions, undoing executive actions and other measures taken by the previous administration. Uh, it's clear to me now that, that for, for all political purposes, uh, Mr. Biden and his team now own this problem. Even NBC News has on its screen right now, half the 1,400 children being held at the border have been past the legally... The legal limit of three days. Yeah, because they are completely overwhelmed. They can't get that many kids processed in time. Did uh, this is uh, a tangent, I suppose? But did Brit Hume get forced out? Why'd he retire? I mean, he obviously he still is the uh, the old sage and does a lot of appearances on Fox News, but he's extremely sharp. Mm. I'd watch his show every damn day. Anyway. Uh, Homeland Security Secretary, uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. You remember him? Uh, crisis, what crisis, Alejandro? Do we have that clip, Hanson? Do you believe that right now there's a crisis at the border? I think that the, uh, um, the answer is no. Uh, I think there is a challenge at the border. It is a stressful challenge. We are not only in addressing the urgency of the challenge, uh, but also okay, in building the... Him. Okay. Um, that's enough it, of him. You know, it's funny. Uh, political spin, wordsmithry, is so fake and so stupid and sometimes so important, as we were discussing last hour. They've convinced America... 
that the $1.9 trillion porculus bill is about uh, A, COVID, and B, writing you checks when that's, you know, a tiny percentage of it. So it matters, I suppose. But uh, the same guy who said there's no crisis just a week ago asked DHF staff to volunteer to help with what he conceded was an overwhelming number of migrants at the border as the administration scrambles to deal with an escalating crisis. He said in an email to staff obtained by Fox News, quote, Today I activated the volunteer force to support Customs and Border Protection as they face a surge in migration along the southwest border. Um, you've likely seen the news about the overwhelming numbers of migrants seeking access to this country along the southwest border. The president and I are committed to uh, safe, orderly, humane, blah, 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 but we're completely overwhelmed. Can you volunteer in your off hours? It's exactly the same issue as it has been as long as we've been doing the talk radio show. Hey, Congress, argue about it for a while, pass some laws, make a decision, then fund that decision so it can be implemented. Done. Figure out what the law should be, then fund implementing that law. If we want this many people to come in, make sure you've got the funding to be able to pull it off. If, If that many people don't get to come in, then you turn them away. They're not allowed to come in. The whole anybody that gets to get to the border gets to come in, and then it's our responsibility to make sure the downtrodden of the world are taken care of is undoable. It's a nice wish, but it's undoable. As soon as you're done wishing for Congress to do something, I'm going to wish for a pony for Christmas, and we'll see which one of us God, you're gets our wish way first. Way too old and big for a pony. <laughs> so I thought Brit Hume's point to kick this off was so good. Look, the Trump administration had its uh, its fits and starts on the border, but they got it orderly. So the folks in Central and South America knew what to expect. Nobody was abused. Nobody was neglected. It was working, and Biden blew it up. Armstrong and Getty. Trump, but when you're the president, you own the situation. Whether it's a success or not a success, success, it's going to own it. I think in February we're going to get about hundred thousand. Uh, and again, I don't care what we call it, but I can tell you this: uh, those numbers of people that are being released, they're purposely uh, withholding that information. They've been told not to withhold that information. I now know that they're bringing people from McAllen over to Laredo, processing them in Laredo, and they're going to release them in my community. Another white Republican alarmist there, Enrique Cuellar, who's a Spanish, uh, Hispanic uh, Democrat. That is a Democrat, Mexican heritage, saying we're overwhelmed, they're lying, etc. Oh, we we need to wrap up the immigration discussion and then get to women beating the bejesus out of each other at Bed Bath and Body Works or Bath and Body Works, whatever Bed Bath and Beyond Bath and Body Works, right? Day two of the world being roiled by the royal family bombshell. I'm look. I, I don't care, by the way, but I'm I'm looking up at the television. Both ABC and NBC currently doing on their network casts another day of uh, the royal couple talking about. 
The judges are considering the roiled by the royals comment. The ruling is they will permit it, but they're not happy about it. <laughs> so stay tuned. All right, before we move on from the super giant nasty crisis at the border, which is absolutely a crisis, and we'll get to women beating the hell out of each other in the in between the bath salts and the the oils and salves, the candles. Uh, Oh, so many candles. You know, I could take out anybody with one of those really big candles. Oh, yeah. Well, you check one of those? That's how Colonel Mustard killed what's-his-name in the billiard room. Was with a Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm hot to trot. Run me uh, number 35, would you, uh, there, Shawnee? And it's not just Henry Quayer who's upset about it. Another Democrat from Texas, State Senator Chuy Hinojosa from McAllen, has charged the Biden administration is encouraging illegal aliens to come, which obviously they are. Quote, it's gotten worse, Hinojosa said. I don't think, quite frankly, the Biden administration was aware of what's happening on the ground here, which you can understand because they're just coming in and trying to get people up to speed with what's happening. But I don't think they were aware that, they were, that there were that many coming across. The Border Patrol is overwhelmed. They're throwing up their hands because they don't know what to do. Now, that's not a problem if you're Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's cool. But if you actually live there and you're poor, it's a huge problem. That's absolutely true and a good uh, good point. Yep. And then one more note, keeping in mind that if you are a millionaire businessman flying in from Great Britain to invest heavily in one of America's fine businesses, you must show a uh, recent COVID test that shows you're clean. On the other hand, if you sneak across the border, clip 30, Sean. Of the approximately 800 migrants that were in the camp, most crossed into the U.S. legally after Biden lifted Trump's Remain in Mexico policy. DHS officials do not test the migrants for COVID before releasing them, so that falls on the city of Brownsville. Of the 1,553 asylum seekers tested under the catch-and-release protocols, 185 have tested positive since January, according to the city of Brownsville. And they were just turned loose into the country. Brownsville always reminds me, that was the very first time I was in Mexico as a kid. We were way down in Texas, and uh, the whole family, my dad, mom, two brothers, so the five of us, we walk across to Brownsville, and it just was so fun to be in a foreign country. We never had before. We're not the... We're not the have traveled all around the world sort of family. Um, but anyway, we were in Brownsville, and we got in a cab to just, like, drive us around. And the way this guy drove, just, like, weaving in and out of people and honking his horn and yelling at people. Oh, my God, that was so entertaining as a child. <laughs> Good stuff. Screaming at people, honking his horn. <laughs> no rules whatsoever. You're on the left, you're on the right. Stop signs mean nothing. I'd never wow. seen anything like that before. Wow, the lawless border region. Crazy. So one more COVID-related note, and then we'll get to women beating the hell out of each other in between the bath salts. Oh, the uh, the folks at Greyhound, the bus lines, because the, under the Trump administration, if you're applying for asylum, they said, fine, all right, you're supposed to apply at the embassy. If you show up at the border, you can uh, stay in a camp in Mexico, but we're not letting you in until you're ready for your hearing and the rest of it. Otherwise, you're just going to melt in the country and disappear, which is dealing with reality. Uh, but now they're just turning them loose to go out into the country, never to be seen again. And Greyhound said, look, you're putting too many people with the vid on our buses. U.S. government, you got to start assuring us that you're not putting people with COVID on our buses and infecting all our passengers. So Reasonable request. Uh, yeah, but it's got to come from a, a private company. It's unbelievable. 
Bed Bath & Beyond is supposed to be full of stuff that's relaxing. Well, it wasn't relaxing yesterday. Stay tuned. I think it was Bath & Body Works, but as guys, they're both so mysterious. Are, they do- are those different things? There's towels, there's spoons, there's toasters, Those there's aren't oils. the same thing? I don't believe they are, no. No. A, a quick consumer note here from our friends at CarShield. Your car does not care what you've been spending or saving your money for. Whether you're uh, looking for an exciting vacation in Brownsville or you have an investment <laughs> you like to make or what, they don't care. Your car is going to break down. It's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. I disagree. When I look back to my younger years, it seems to me that cars have a conscience and they have the ability to time breakdowns when they're the least convenient. Yeah, exactly. They're right vengeful. Be- right before your girlfriend's birthday or, you know, a variety of things like that. So to avoid that problem, you want to go with Car Shield to help protect you from paying thousands. Uh, they'll take care of you in all kinds of different ways. Like you get to go to your favorite mechanic. When your car breaks down, you also get roadside assistance, rental coverage, trip reimbursement, and no additional charge. Over a million drivers already signed up. That's why Car Shield is already America's number one auto protection company. And you choose where you want to get your car repaired. So go to carshield.com, use the code Armstrong to save 10%. Wow, a deductible may apply. That's carshield.com, use the code Armstrong. You're going to save big. Carshield.com, code Armstrong. So it's Beyond Bath. What's the name of the place? It's uh, Bath and Body Works, I believe. Is that correct, Sean? That's correct. Can you attest to that? Yeah, Michael, okay. Uh, and I, they I, sell probably sell soaps that look like desserts. Oh, yeah, and desserts that look like soaps. It's very clever. So, uh, I've watched this video. It is uh, a brutality. It is a handful of heavyset white gals and what? one heavyset Wait, what? white what? guy. Wait, you mentioned race and weight. What? I'm, put, I'm painting a picture. What? I, I paint pictures with words. Heavyset white girls. Not yeah. Right. Yeah, white women ages 30 to 50. I'd say 30 to 45. I'm told, and and if anybody has any more complete in, information, feel free to interject now, but I'm told that there was a dispute over somebody cutting in line. An employee interceded that was uh, met with bad feelings, and the small uh, female fists got balled up and started to fly. <laughs> That quite smells like cinnamon. It it was remarkable how quickly it just turned into a multi-person melee. Do we know what started it? Just cutting in line, I'm told. I don't know. Uh, Does Brett Bear's report shed any further light on this? It will make you mad when somebody cuts in line. Fox 10 in Phoenix says video goes viral of a massive brawl between a customer and two employees at a Bath and Body Works store. A police spokesman says the fight started over someone cutting in line. The company that owns the store says it's deeply concerned and is investigating that incident. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Deeply, deeply well, of concerned. course the owner says he's deeply concerned. What are you ever going to say? Bees be bees. What are you going to do? I mean, what? <laughs> Well, what was really impressive to me in, in old school, really old school, is that the uh, Bath and Body Works gals uh, were willing to throw dogs and just punch their customers right in the face. <laughs> that is that is uh, from a bygone era when you couldn't shoplift or you couldn't cause chaos. You know, back in the back in the day, you tried to shoplift, somebody would tackle you and, and sit on your chest till the cops came. 
Now, the great progressive experiment, oh, no, I better let the authorities deal. Don't do anything. Don't do We might be sued. Don't do anything. And so property crime is, is rampant. Now, I'm not necessarily pro. You know, if, if my wife says, no, this coupon's not expired, and they say, yes, it is, and they sock her in the mouth, I'm going to be pretty unhappy with that. You got to have a little restraint, obviously. So, what was that email you had earlier about um, be kind to people who are this, that, or the that because we'll oh, all be got Do you have that handy? A, a quote from George Washington Carver. Yeah, yeah pretty handy because it fits in with my story about somebody cutting in line. Yeah. Uh, how far you go in life depends on your being tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and strong. Because someday in your life, will you will have been all of these. That's pretty good. I will remember that forever. Um, the other day, I'm at the grocery store, and I'm waiting in line. I'm doing the six-foot-back thing that you have to do at the grocery store. And some guy comes and just walks betwixt me and the person in front of me and just well, just cuts in line. And uh, it was a fairly long line. We'd been waiting for a long time. And I was, uh, do I say something? Do I not say something? For whatever reason, I was in a mood where I thought, you know what? I'm just going to let him. I just, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to get worked up. It's not worth it. Whatever. Going to go all Gandhi. I'm going to go all Gandhi here. I'm going to cease fighting everyone and everything and just let it go. Be part of my world. Um, but then when we got up there, uh, after he went through and everything that they were talking to him and he was clearly one way older than I had thought. He was a, quite old man and uh special in some way i don't know okay. what all the all the workers there knew who he was and did you have a ride home today jim you have a ride yeah i got a guy i think i got a ride oh does somebody want to help him out i mean he's a guy they know nice. who's got some yeah. problems and i thought you know what i i i made the right call by accident but i don't the person that cut in line in front of me you don't know what their situation is now sometimes yeah. they're just a-holes who don't want to wait that ha- that's more often than not but with all kinds of things, driving, you know, all kinds of inst- instances, you, you don't know what's going on there. Yeah, mercy is better than anger in general. Although if some chick cuts in front of you at the bath and body works, I say just flatten her. Huh? Well, you just got, lay her out. You got your story. What were you at a fair or what were you? Well, what no, was... it was the first time I ever went to the San Diego Zoo with my um, wife and kids. The great experiences of, for a tourist in the world. Sure, the pander, the lions, the other animals. The so, recently uh, inoculated apes. <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> I'm there with my three kids. It's a bit of a spit show, if you know what I mean, trying to keep everybody <laughs> oh, happy yeah. and in line. And <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's hungry but doesn't know what they want, so i got to wait in line for the chow. And this was the, also the, the first experience I had with this really as an adult, I think. Um, everybody's waiting in the line. It was very slow. And uh, some other people just walk into the enclosure, and a lady waves, over here, over here, over here, and ushers an entire family in with her in front of all of us who had been waiting a long damn time. And I said, hey, excuse me, we've all been waiting here for a long time. They really ought to go to the end of the line, because I was, I was torqued off. And, Did you uh, say it in Gandhi that likely. tone there? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I may have had a little edge, but I don't know. Well, it was years ago. Uh, and so this lady turns and she shouts so everybody can hear. Oh, white boys got to eat. The white man has to eat first. Oh, and boy. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, what are you anyway? Are you kind of Hispanicish or something? I can't even tell. But she's, <laughs> she immediately <laughs> oh, went to the race car. Oh, and I thought, okay. All right. Uh, and late, later, she went and got her man. And this guy, a pretty big guy, too. He came, he comes over, he goes, hey, what's going on over here? 
I said she waved a bunch oh of people gosh, in front of us. Oh my gosh, you to talk to her dude. Yeah, her man. She had him, <sighs> she made her man come over. And uh and and this was actually a, a hell of a good moment, a great moment. She waves her man over. He says, "What's going on here?" I said, "She waved a bunch of people in front of us in line. We've been waiting a long time." He looks at me, he looks at her, he rolls his eyes and walks back to the table. <laughs> He's like, "Dude, you have to deal with this for 10 minutes." I got to deal with this year round. <laughs> and you know, back. you got lucky. You got a normal person because there are people that would have loved the opportunity to fight over you disrespected his uh, girlfriend, wife, whatever the situation. Yep. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh my god. <laughs> White boy got to eat. <laughs> well, I haven't missed a lot of meals, as you can tell, ma'am. But I was merely concerned about you inviting these folks into the line. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. It's official. China is committing a genocide. It is now official. What does that mean, among other things? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today, Burger King UK announced a new program that helps female employees who are pursuing culinary careers. But they're getting a lot of criticism for how they went about it. They sent a tweet out that said, Women belong in the kitchen. Anyway, happy International Women's Day, everyone. I'm pretty sure one PR person just flame broiled their career. What a gaffe for Burger King UK. Overall, just a brutal week for the British Royals. Yeah, amusing. The, the Burger King. I remember back in the day when somebody would say, what is that? Women belong in the kitchen? They'd look and they'd realize, oh, it's a joke to get my attention. And what they're really doing is helping women with their culinary careers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they take it with a sense of humor. Now you got to outrage all the time. I'm angry, angry. I'm going to pretend to be angry until I can actually get there and be angry. Uh, part of it was execution flaw on their part. Um they, the initial tweet was just the women belong in the kitchen. And then the second tweet in the thread explained what they were doing. So it was very easy to just quote tweet out of context mm. that first one, creating the outrage right. cycle, et cetera, yes. et cetera. The outrage yes. cycle. Jeez. Well, I got to rethink my slogan for my new uh, pedicure and fertility clinic. Women should be barefoot and pregnant. Um, I'm starting to wonder how good pedicure an idea Pedicure and fertility clinic. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. You come in for a petty, and then you, you can save up your eggs or whatever. 25% of Americans got laid off during the pandemic at some point. Really? One out of four. I'm just seeing that up there with a poll. And most people felt financial loss. We did. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, and most people I know. So, yeah. that that Which fits in with the $2 trillion stimulus package. Unfortunately, that's just a tiny bit of the $2 trillion is money going to people. The rest of it is all kinds of different reshaping America for centuries to come, probably. But we can talk about that more later. 
It's official. China is committing a genocide. Whatever group makes these decisions says they have violated the uh, U.N. Charter Agreement, and it is now uh, an official genocide. And so if the U.S. government accepts that designation, which it normally does from this recommending group, I understand, um, then a variety of things snap into place, and it could be a fairly big deal in the growing tensions between China and the rest of the world. Yeah, I was just trying to comprehend that hack of Microsoft's widely used business email software. That's what we use. And I'm just, I'm wondering if they're in. Have I been hacked? Am I supposed to do something? Has there been a memo? I haven't, I ought to check, I suppose. You know, on the, I don't know wh- what all things are in place if it's officially a genocide, but I'm pretty sure companies like the NBA can't do business with a country that's committing genocide. Oh, wait a minute Or now. Disney about, or all kinds of different places. Well, how, Apple? How oh, I don't know. Corporations yeah. have their yeah. manufacturing done in China. It uh, Well, at least that's the way it's worked in the past, so we'll see. Different topic. Came across this in the Wall Street Journal. Of course, I liked it because it backs up something I've been saying for years. People aren't that into electric cars, and very few of them get sold. More of them get sold now than when I started complaining about this years ago, but it's still tiny. So, uh, I remember, so as recently as 2015, 50,000 electric cars sold nationwide, which is point. 0.1% or something like that of the total cars sold in the entire United States as recently as 2015. So maybe, you know, I live in a town where there's a lot of electric cars compared to other places, but still hardly any. Now uh, we have 250,000 that were sold last year with the numbers, and that's still only 2%. And the Wall Street Journal was quoting all these car lots saying, the enthusiasm about this and the reality don't match up, and we put these on the lot and they just sit there and we lose money on them. And a lot of car lots just don't want to put the electric cars on their lots because it's it's just not working out. The enthusiasm is way beyond the reality. Right. Everybody loves the idea. They just don't want one. 2% nationwide of cars sold electric cars. Wow. Wow. It's the future. Well, we'll see. Armstrong and Getty.